0: reading from, uh, or should I say that we started from last Wednesday as we have started this sermon series on walking wisdom and the will of God. And uh, we are looking at some of these things and uh, how they connect and correlate together and just believe in God to challenge our hearts here out of the Word of God. And uh, Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to start reading in verse 14. We're going to read verses 14 through 17. And when you come to your place in Scripture, if you would, stand with us for the reading of the Word of God tonight. Amen. It's a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a sense in the house. Maybe some are a little tired, maybe a little wore out. Uh, we're trying to get our uh, engine turned over a little bit, maybe. And that's okay. There's times like that. And, uh, but I'm just, uh, I, I encourage you now. Let's just, uh, let's lock in. Let's focus in on the Word of God. Pray He help us tonight. Amen. To focus upon His Word. The Bible says here, Ephesians 5, starting at verse 14 Wherefore He saith, Awake. Thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Amen. And we had spent some time last Wednesday preaching upon the aspects of a walk with God. And we're going to peel back some layers and dig into some of this a little bit further. I had given you the disclaimer, I have not put an end date on this sermon series. We're going to just preach until the Lord says, all right, we're done. But I believe there's a lot that God would like to say. And so we're just going to spend some time in His Word and just break the bread of life together, if that's all right with you. Amen. Let's just pray and ask the Lord to speak to us tonight. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to be in your house, your presence with your people. I pray, Lord, that once again you would anoint. Anoint your word, we do pray. Fathers, we know it will accomplish what it's sent to do. I pray anoint our hearts and ears to hear and understand and apply your word as we should. Lord, that we are not just hearers of the word, but that we are doers of the word. Lord, I pray let faith arise and Lord, challenge us and change us tonight. I pray anoint my mind and lips to preach, Lord, as would bring you glory. Lord, let there be a clarity in thought and the direction of the Spirit. And Lord, we give you all the thanks and praise for what you will do. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this evening. Praise the Lord. Walking... Wisdom and the will of God, one of the things that uh, we had spent some time on last week, and if I may uh, just want to uh, highlight a couple of points that we had uh, made uh, in this sermons uh, the, in this series last Wednesday, uh, we had talked about and I had emphasized this statement that we uh, when we talk about our walk with god we understand that we are uh, implying our relationship with him and the way that we are moving with god in the direction that he has set before us and uh, and walking into that destiny that he has a man for Us as individuals and the way that that impacts our lives, our families, and even as a church family. To be found operating, living, serving right in the middle of God's will. I believe tonight if I were to take a poll that all of us could agree or that it would be our expressed desire at least to say that yes, pastor, we want to be in God's will. I want God's will for my life. We understand that it sounds right. We understand that it seems to be the right thing to do. Some would say, well from what I understand about the Word of God, what I can understand about a relationship with God, that makes sense to me pastor. That's what I desire. And uh, yet in that desire or in what we could say with our lips, what we could portray at certain times, I can assure you of this, is that when we talk about being in relationship with God, being established in our walk with God, moving with Him, following after Him, seeking after His will and His way, amen, that this is more than just something that is confessed or half-heartedly practiced on church days, amen. It is something that must encompass our lives. It is something that we must commit ourselves to on a daily basis. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand that when we look at what it is to walk with God and be in relationship with God, as we had stated last week, we are at a point, a place. I believe it is a tipping point, if you will, for the church and the Hour and day in which we live, we we need more than just professors of Christianity. We need more than just those who are uh, religious churchgoers. You might have the form and function and formats down of what it is to show up at church, but we need to be a people of God that are impacting those that are around us, our families, our communities, the world world as we know it, as there is exemplified in our lives a consistent walk with God, a consistent relationship with Him. Amen. When I married my wife, I married her and our relationship is far more than just the high points of the calendar year. What do you mean by that, Brother Jacob? I just don't celebrate her. Her, uh, or spend time with her or invest into her uh, when it's christmas time uh, when it's just her birthday uh, when it's just certain uh, highlights uh, oh valentines days coming up i better i better get it together and and show her how much I love her. Can I say that a relationship entails, amen, the everyday commitments? It entails the everyday decisions to be in that relationship, walking together. And it is the same way with the things of God. Oftentimes we are treating the things of God, our relationship with God, our walk with God as just certain high points along the way, amen, in our experiences with Him. There are some that when they talk about a relationship with God, we come to see that they might first indicate the fact of the day that they got saved, and that thank God for that day. That is the the point. Everything begins there at the cross of Calvary. We understand it begins being washed in the blood, but there are some that just point to the highlight well you know I was born again well you know I was in that one revival meeting well you know I did shake the preacher's hand well you know I did sign the membership card and then for some it's the on to the next highlight well there was that time a few years later you know I was baptized and you know that I've taken communion and you know and the list goes on and on there are some things brother Michael if we're not careful and I our walk with God we base and measure them upon certain highlights and moments that stand out to us but I believe that we need and thank God for spiritual memorials thank God that there are things that stand out that there are things that we have done that we have practiced but can I say that it is much more we have to get to the point point in the place to say Lord I can afford for just to be living my life from one highlight or one experience to the other I have seen and witnessed in the church where there are those they are constantly looking and waiting for the next revival for the next meeting for the next convention for the next thing is there anything wrong or evil with those? absolutely not those are wonderful times of refreshment and renewal and, and and a reviving of our soul but I'm going to tell you, we oftentimes get enamored with those things because it is glamorous, because it's exciting, because it's the thing that everybody's anticipating. But tonight, friends, I want to remind you: is in this walk with God. Thank God for those times and moments. But the challenge before us is how our, how is our relationship with Him in the times. As to where it is not uh, a moment of exuberance or excitement, uh, how? things when we're not on the pinnacle of the revival meeting how are things when maybe it seems a little dry or a little cold how are things when it seems like it is called in the moments of the mundane because let me assure you that there are those times there are those moments but we as God's people we need to be awakened once again stirred once again to say God would you get me back to a place That day in and day out It is my priority It is my heart It is my desire To walk with you I want to walk with you Even when nobody else recognizes What I'm doing in the kingdom I want to walk with you Even if there aren't those on the bandwagon I want to walk with you When it's unpopular I want to walk with you when life is hard unfair, because I can afford to not be in relationship with you. Amen. Amen. We find the Word of God even expresses the fact, Jesus even pointed out, there were many disciples, right? There were many who put themselves in the premise of, the context of, surrounded themselves with the idea that they followed Christ. And what we come to find is Jesus had even said, there are those, they follow me, if I can paraphrase, for the miracles. They follow me for the feeding of the loaves and the fishes. They are there to celebrate the dead coming out of the tombs and lepers being cleansed and blind eyes being opened. Come on, somebody. Oh, it's easy to be saved and serving Jesus when all that's going on. Come on here. Did you notice that there was all kinds of crowds that were around him at the pinnacle and the climax of the healings and the feedings and the dead being raised and all those things? But Brother Larson, what you come to find is the closer that Jesus got to the cross, the crowds got smaller. Come on here. The closer he got to Golgotha's hill, the crowd diminished. They were all some of the same ones that ate lunch with him in the wilderness were the same ones that cried crucify some of the same ones who had professed their allegiance even amongst the inner twelve when we get to Calvary there stood three at the foot of the cross I want to remind you church is that as we deny ourselves take up the cross and follow after him there are days and times. It is not celebratory. It is not glorious. But it is a matter of a decision. A decision to serve Him. A decision to serve Him. And so when we look at this and we talk about our walk with God, I want to establish the fact that we are talking about the consistent day in and day out. Can I say that I believe one of the most one of the most needed characteristics to grab a hold of the church again today, what we all need in our lives, is the distinguished characteristic of consistency. Of consistency. We want to point our fingers. And stare down our self-righteous noses at people who are in and out and up and down. And they're not this and they're not doing that. And I'll tell you, I know everybody's got a choice to make. I know everybody's got th- things that they chase after. And things that pull them out of the house of God. Whatever the case might be. But I believe, Brother BJ, that one of the things that we as a church have to take some responsibility on. Is that there are many who have been in the church. And they... witnessed an inconsistency they witnessed an inconsistency in a walk some who would even stand behind a pulpit and say one thing but they wouldn't live it outside of the walls of the church others that would be one way and yet completely an opposite others who would profess a love for God or faithfulness to Him and yet the ebb and flow of life had them in and out up and down I mean more confused than anybody it could ever be. We must walk in consistency. Once again, once again, there was a few things that I had mentioned last week about this walk. I said that this walk is distinct. This is a walk that has direction, and this is a walk that has discipline. And so, I want to make mention here tonight, if I can unpack distinction for a moment. I want to talk a little bit about distinction. Now, I'd mentioned the characteristic of consistency. And one of the things, there would be many, let me say it like this, there are many things that if you were to interview people and say, what are distinguishing attributes of a Christian? You will get a mixed bag of Responses. There are people who will tell you that there are certain things that are more important than other things. There are certain things that they are concentrating on versus other things. There are things as to where they are not taking into consideration the whole counsel of the Word of God. Maybe their view of Christianity or distinguishing marks of a Christian or someone who has a walk with God is based upon maybe things that they saw, what was lived out before them... Maybe things that was presented as this was important, and this was this is how we are distinguished. Let me say tonight uh, is that the word of God here gives us some very specific things, uh, actually, here even out of Ephesians chapter 5. We're gonna spend a little bit of time on these uh, for sure. I want to impact, uh, unpack one of them tonight, uh, talking about distinction in Ephesians 5 and And verse number 1, you will find in this chapter, there are three areas commanded that we walk in. First, we find that you walk in love. The second is that you walk in light. And the third is that you walk circumspectly. And so we are going to look at this and I'm going to tie each of these characteristics uh, to distinction, direction, and discipline. And so as we look at this tonight, uh, let's look here at distinction. Amen. Something that is uh, set apart. Something that is easily recognized. In Ephesians 5 and 1, it says this, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, listen, and walk in. In love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Amen. Can I say tonight that when we take a look at all of the attributes and all of the distinguishing characteristics that people would want to talk about of what signifies them as a Christian that they are walking with God as I said you're going to get a lot of things. There are those who are absolutely in love with keeping rules. Anybody out there tonight? They are in love with keeping rules. They are in love with their traditions. They are in love with their spiritual checklist. And they will go down the list and, and they will make sure that they are keeping this rule and this thing. And let me be very clear: it starts to deviate from what God's word says, and it becomes man-made opinions, it becomes disciplines and/or instructions that are coming from those who are trying to establish a fact to say this is what you must be. We, as God's people, have gotten in more trouble and we We have confused more people, and we have missed the mark totally by being in love with tragic traditions of men. Now, understand, I believe that there are convictions. I believe convictions that God will speak directly into your life. I have personal convictions. There are things that we, as our family, we hold to and believe that that is what God asks of us. However, there is a difference when God. God is convicting and dealing about something in our lives on that personal level versus trying to tell somebody they are saved or not saved, they are walking with God or not walking with God based upon the tradition that you have set out or that we have implied that you are just not in love with God if you don't follow the same rules that we do. Come on here, somebody. You're not sure shouting but I'm preaching. I have met people, they got their traditions, they've got their rules they've got all of their things and they can have the checklist, they've got the right clothes, they've got the right haircut, they are the right this and the right that they have the right position and the right title but they are hateful down to the core they are bitter as they can be, they are snakes in the grass, come on somebody The Apostle Paul even said it like this. He said, beware of dogs. There's attack dogs in the church. There are junkyard dogs in the church. Be careful because you try to put everybody that walks in through the doors of the building in a box that you think God is confined to. You think everybody's got to be the same way. Look the same way. Act the same way. Do this Say there are going to be yes some similarities as we come into the saving knowledge of Christ but God helped the church and God helped the people that want to stand as a guard at the gate and, de- and de- designate who they believe is right and who they believe is wrong I'll tell you plain and simple if that is our mindset we need to be back at the altar we need to get a born again and experience ourselves, uh, lay aside tragic traditions, uh, and embrace the love of God one more time. Now, in preaching like this, some folks get nervous. Oh, but Jake, he's going off in the left field. I mean, he's oh, he's one of them. He's just going to be everything's inclusive, everything's this. Everything, listen, this is one of the best ways I can describe it because there are some that take an absolute a, a complete turn, and they want people to come in, yes, and they also have no problem with people still being bound, still being addicted, still living in sin. And we have a group, we have a, we have a culture within the church of those folks, and they don't want to be preached the truth. They want to be petted, they want to be told it's okay, and all those things. This is pastor's stance. This is what I believe the Word of God implies, is that the love of God, it's an invitation to whosoever will. We understand that. But let me say this. In the whosoever will, not only does God love you enough for you to come in how you are, but He also loves you enough that He don't want you to stay that way. He does not want you to stay that way. So, Brother Jacob is not preaching a get out of jail free card. Oh, Jesus loves you and don't you worry. You don't got to change nothing. You just be, you do you, baby. You just, you don't worry. Uh uh. I'm not saying that. You doing you will send you to hell. Come on here. You doing you? You 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 calling the shots? You having the attitude? Ain't nobody gonna tell me anything. That'll that'll get you separated from God. What I am trying to say tonight is that we, as the church, must be careful because there are some in love with traditions. They're in love with keeping rules. They are in love with an idea of who they are. They are in love with an idea. There are some not only people, but there are some churches that have an inflated idea of who they are. There are some that think it's therefore and no more. There are some that think it's only certain things and certain positions and certain situations. But I want to tell you when you strip it all down, what is the distinguishing characteristic of those that walk with God? I want it to be said. I want it to be said of myself. I want it to be said of this church that there are people who are walking in the love of God. Can I say that you can boil everything down? Argue with me if you will. I'll show you in the Word of God where I believe Jesus. He teaches and preaches and exemplifies the same thing. But can I tell you, it is to love God and love people. If we can master that, if that can be a distinguishing mark, I'm telling you, you can love people into the kingdom of God. It is. Something that I have seen personally, Brother Chad, I have experienced it. My family has experienced We were loved into the kingdom of God. And I have also done my best to practice it. I have been up against some of those, if you want to put it that way. Now, Brother Chris, I've been warned. You see that one over there? That's a hard case right there. That one right there, ooh, hard-headed. I told you all some time back, I was preaching revival in Donovan, Missouri. There's two dear sisters, two elderly sisters out at the front of the church, and they was welcoming us. You know, we were starting revival that Sunday morning, and they was asked, where you all from, and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, this man walked in, and it just got eerily quiet. And inside, I said, ooh, something's going on there. And as he passed by, Brother Pickens, those dear sweet sisters, sanctified, loving God, full of the Holy Ghost. They looked at me and they said, that one right there, don't know why he's even here. True words. I don't know why he's even here. Said, he is as mean as a snake. Don't even know why he showed up. Said, there ain't no hope of him getting saved. That was their words. That was their words. In their their distinction, within their walk, I knew right away, I said, boy, here's a couple of rule keepers. Here's a couple of folks that are in love with title. Here's a couple of folks that are in love with certain elements and aspects, but they are missing the mark. And I, can, I am glad to report to you, and I don't have time to tell the whole story. But in the course of that revival, not only was that man born again, but his entire family was born again in that, al- in that altar. And I saw firsthand God do some things. And Brother Wesley, I was never more tempted in my life to run over to him and say, "Nana, na na boo boo <laughs> You just thought, sister. Come on. I'm telling you Is that why Is because you can Love folks into the kingdom of God Are there folks that are hateful? Yes Are there folks that are crude and mean And filthy and everything? Yes Are there folks that are reprobates And you don't line up Your politics don't line up Your preferences don't line up All these things Yes, absolutely But I'm still reminded that love Covers a multitude of sins I'm still reminded the love of God it constrains us the love of God pulled us out it was the love of God that set you free and we can't forget that church we cannot forget it we got to be distinguished by the love of God let me just read some things here I don't want you to think that pastors just saying stuff to be saying it the word of God reminds us in this it says right here 1 John 4 4 and 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, listen, and knoweth God. We have for too long associated people knowing God because they look, talk, act, and do certain things that agree with our idea. Our ideas, and let me say this, our preferences and prejudices of who we think is worthy to be born again. Come on here. 1 John 3 and 18, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. As somebody once kind of put it, like this: "Got to put your money where your mouth is." The Word of God even dealt with this. He said, "They draw nigh to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me." I've met folks; they can talk church until the cows come home. They know every preacher. They've been to every revival. They have been to everything. They know this one and that one. They can quote your scriptures. They can quote to you large portions. Large portions of sermons that have been preached. I mean, I have met them. I mean, they can be impressive. They can just blurt it all out. But when you get to the heart of the matter, weakness is revealed. When you get to the heart of the matter, you come to realize that what's being said does not agree with what's going on in here. And church, can I say, it is not enough for us to talk about and say the right things, to be spiritually cliched, and to have all of the things, the niceties that we can go around and we say in one thing. Because let me say, let me tell you this, if we walk in the distinction of God's love, you will come up against people and situations that will test the love of God in your life. It's easy to love people you agree with. It's so easy to love people who treat you right. It's easy to love people who do right by you. As a matter of fact, if you listen to what people say, they will say things like, I love them because... And they can give you all their reasons because. But what does the love of God do? The love of God will show you people who are hateful towards you. They will show you people who disagree with you. They will show It will show you people who don't line up with the certain uh, preferences and thoughts and these things that we have. Let me say this. Is that sometimes loving the people who are closest to you can be the hardest thing that you'll ever have to do. Because the wounds are deeper. And the times they try you a little harder. There are situations that with even in the church you're going to come up against people they don't see eye to eye with you. They disagree with you on certain things. There are some that they could probably, their attitude is they could care less if you were here. They could care less if you were were in any place around them because maybe they say, I just think we'd be better off without them. But I'm going to tell you the love of God it will test and challenge. If you want to know if you love God and if you really love others it's going to get you to a point in a place to where you're putting yourself out there to serve to pray to continue to reach to continue to pursue even if they disagree with you even if it's a situation as to where there's not a alignment of ideals or situations. I know it's quiet tonight And that's okay But I want you to understand Is that we have to We cannot just be those that quote And say about love But it must be done in deed And in truth Matthew 20, 22 34 through 40 says But when the Pharisees Had heard that he had put The Sadducees to silence I love that when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had shut the Sadducees up. Now listen to what happens. They were gathered together. All of their law and all of their philosophy. All of their traditions. All of these things. And it says then one of them which was a lawyer. Which was a lawyer. He knew the ins and outs. Sister Gay he knew What Moses' law said, he knew this and he knew that. And listen, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Listen, this is the first and great commandment. This is the first and great commandment. Loving God with all that's within us. Loving God for more than miracles. Loving God for more than provision. Loving God for more than what we think of as blessings. Loving God when we feel destitute. Loving God when we feel alone. Loving God when we feel isolated. You hear what I'm saying? Loving God... When the prayers don't seem to be answered. Never before in my life. I still think I'm a little bit of a young man. I'm 41. I know I don't look a day over 19. But anyway. But the thing about it is. Never in my life have I seen. In this day and age of the church. And I know it is a sign of the time. Of how many people. Will talk to me. And they will justify their reason for leaving the church, leaving God, because He didn't do enough for them. He didn't do enough for them. Well, I've tried to serve God, but you know, He just, He ain't answered that prayer. And I, I'm still struggling, and I've still got this fight. I'm still wrestling with this issue. And I prayed, I, I've prayed, preacher. I mean, I, I've been there, you know, I was there for all three services. You know, you know, I, I, I've I been doing everything I'm supposed to do. You know, I, I've been really doing this, but I, I've just, I've got to quit. I'm telling you, these are real comments and real conversations. I've got to quit. I'm just quitting on God. This is too hard. I, I thought He loved me. Because we have reduced God down as if He's some genie in a bottle, and we think that the love of God is only showed when He's answering prayers for us. Can I just tell somebody in this house... God don't always say yes. Sometimes His love is exemplified when He tells you no. Sometimes His love is exemplified when He slams that door shut and says, Do not go through there. And even though you wanted it so bad, and even though you thought, I've got to have it. Can I say that God's love is sometimes removing influences and people? Well, well, hold on, Brother Jake. Now, you're sounding contradictory. You just told us to love people. Yes. And that's a distinguishing mark. But I can tell you is that there are some relationships that are absolutely toxic. And you have no business linking up. Doesn't the Bible tell us not to be unequally yoked? I can love people in. He was a friend of sinners. But Jesus was not a sinner you have to understand is that there are some things, there are some people who in their aspirations for the love of God that they are, they are trying to link up with things and they will make compromises with things and with people, but it's killing you. And so I want you to understand is that when we talk about loving God, all of us, and we've got to love Him far more than just what we're expecting Him to give to us, the love of God. And then the scripture goes on to say this. Brother Danny if you'd come. And I'm going to close with this tonight. He says this. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all. Somebody shout all. All, all of the law and the prophets. Remember what I said earlier? What's a distinguishing mark in our walk with God? That we love God and that we love people. That we love people. Sitting in this house tonight, the argument in our minds might be, Brother Jake, we've heard, we've heard you preach before on loving God and loving people. We've heard, we've heard many messages about loving God and all these different types of things. And maybe tonight you might sit justified and think, I don't have any issue or problem with that. But I'm going to tell you is that there are things, there are things that will go on in your family. There are things that go on in your connections. There are things that go on all around you. And I, I, I've been praying this. God put this phrase in my mind. At the beginning of this year, and I've been praying it every day. I've been praying service. I've been praying it in prayer meeting. And I'm not saying you have to pray this, but this is how the Lord has challenged me. And the prayer that I've been praying is is simply this: I said, "God, help me to see you, or help me, help me, help me to see myself the way that you see me." And that works twofold because. There are some things that I can think about myself. That I can fool myself into believing that I'm okay here. But if I'm really paying attention to what God says that he sees, brother Michael. He might put his finger on it and say, this needs some work. And then in the same token... That adversary that wants to keep me away from God. And there's days, Brother Chad, where I feel like I'm the lowest of the low. I don't deserve God. I, I, can't, I can't get it right. Anybody besides me ever feel that way? Okay, I'm, I'm just making sure I'm preaching to real people tonight. And you just a day you can't get it right. And there's those days, Brother Larson, that I mean the enemy just wars and fights our minds. And he says, what are you even doing? Why are you even trying? And when I begin to say, Lord, help me to see myself the way that you see me. On the other side of the coin there, what happens is it helps me to see that I am his child, Brother Pickens. That he believes in me. That he's fighting for me. He's interceding on my behalf. Come on here. And maybe tonight, the prayer that we need to pray is God. If I say that I'm walking, that I, my walk with you is distinguished by the love of God. Help me and check me. Help me and check me. That I'm seeing others, that I'm seeing myself in the way that you would see them. Because if that's the case, you quit looking at certain people as a nuisance. And you realize that's a living soul. You show some honor and you show some respect and you reach out and you do what you can to encourage somebody along the way. Can I just say this? I'm so glad that there were people who patiently loved on me. I am so thankful, Brother Gary Turnage, that there were folks who didn't look at me and say, what's the use in investing in him? I'm done with him. I thank God I can testify, and here's the truth. You may have forgot it, but you're here tonight because somebody loved on you. Because somebody showed the love of God to you. Somebody lived it. Somebody walked it out before you. Somebody that tonight, if I were to ask you who was the most influential person in your life, in your walk with God, it is going to be somebody who lived out The love of God. And you saw it. It was authentic. It was genuine. And it created something in your heart to say, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. Can we bow our heads tonight? Father, I thank you. I give you praise and glory. We thank you tonight for the word of God. I thank you for the love of God that has reached down in the places, the corridors, the miry clay of sin and suffering and sickness. And Lord, you pulled us out. You gave your life for us. We love you tonight because you first loved us. And Father, I pray you'd help us that the distinguishing mark is not title, it's not prestige, it's not traditions of men and rudiments and opinions and thoughts of what we should be that confuse and discourage and disengaged but Lord help us that we're walking distinguished and earmarked by our love for you and our love for humanity Lord tonight maybe the challenge before us is maybe loving some that aren't agreeable that are on different places and levels We don't see sometimes the benefit of. And Lord, that's just human nature. But I pray, challenge our hearts. Challenge our hearts. I pray, let it be said that in this house, those that would come and those that would be in contact with this body of Christ in our homes, on our jobs, in our interactions with people, that the love of God is seen and felt and experienced so that there are those that are loved into the kingdom. Father, challenge our hearts tonight. Deal with this. What do you see when you see me? What do you see when you see me? If that's our hearts tonight, why don't we come? find ourselves a place to pray tonight why don't we come tonight maybe this evening even there are some that are upon our hearts maybe there are some situations upon our hearts tonight to where we know that love of God needs to be exercised and practiced maybe tonight as to where we know as to as to where it's been a struggle maybe there's been some differing opinions maybe there's been some things maybe tonight the Holy Ghost would reveal and such a way that there are some things we've been in love with but we need to revisit and say Lord am I in love with you Lord do I find myself disheartened mad throwing temper tantrums and wanting to give up because you're not doing certain things that I think need to be done but God help me that I love you I can only find your will I can only walk in the liberty of the Lord when I am walking In the distinguishing mark of the love of God. Loving you with all that I have. Loving others around us. Lord, challenge our hearts tonight. Lord, challenge our hearts tonight.